0: Whatever joke I have, she has a joke that's better. It's like she always has it in like fewer words with funnier details, just like crisper and smarter.
1: Okay, so fewer words are funnier. Right, got it. Let's keep this quick. Comedian Zach Bornstein, today, follow Friday. But first, today's show is brought to you by OnMail, a brand new email service that you are going to love. Getting unwanted emails is like walking into your house and finding strangers in your living room. They don't get to come in just because they have your address. With OnMail, you get to choose exactly who enters your inbox. It's super fast and designed for productivity. Experience the email built for today at onmail.followfridaypodcast.com. That's onmail.followfridaypodcast.com. Today is a good day
0: to meet some new friends, everyone make a way, the show is a buffet of folks you should know, so let's have a soiree, well that's enough for a plate. so now right away, with no further delay, It's it's Friday, it's Friday,
1: I'm Eric Johnson. Welcome to Follow Friday, a show about the best people on the internet and why you should follow them. If you're new to the show, welcome. Every week I talk to the internet creators I admire most about who they follow online. These include podcasters, writers, comedians, musicians, and more. They have amazing taste and will guide us to the people they find fascinating who we should be following too. Today on the show is Emmy nominated comedian Zach Bornstein, who has written for TV shows like Saturday Night Live and for outlets like The New Yorker and McSweeney's. If you're a Twitter addict like I am, though, you have definitely seen one of Zach's jokes about the news. On three different occasions, one of his tweets has been the most popular tweet in the world on that day. So I am especially excited to hear about who he's following while the rest of us are following him. You can find him on Twitter at Zach Bornstein, and Zach is spelled with a K. And you can follow along with us today. Every person Zach recommends will be linked in the show notes and in the transcript at followfridaypodcast.com. Zach, welcome to Follow Friday. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. That's a very nice intro. Well, there's no shortage of of comedians or at least people who think they are comedians on Twitter. And so when something big happens in the news, it's like it's off to the races, right? Everyone's just rushing to to get something out. But what do you do? Do you do you like sit on a joke and workshop it? Or do you just post stream of consciousness as soon as you think of something funny?
0: I wish I workshopped like anytime I like think about something for more than three minutes, it's usually a terrible tweet because then I'm like (laughs) forcing it. And I'm like, anytime I've had anything go well, it just like popped into my head. I tweeted it and then I was like, oh, okay, people like that. But anytime I'm like, you know, like, okay, is this word
1: or this word? Then it's like all all of a sudden it's just like I've sucked all the joy out of it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's find out who Zach Bornstein follows. Uh, Like I said, if you want to follow along with us, take a look at the show notes. It's Final Friday. So, Zach, before the show, I gave you a list of categories, and I asked you to tell me four people you follow who fit in those categories. Your first pick is in the category, Someone You Don't Know But Want to Be Your Friend. You said Patty Harrison, who is on Instagram at Harderson. Patty is an actor who has been in shows like Search Party, Bojack Horseman, and I Think You Should Leave. So talk about her and why you want her to be your friend. She's just so funny. It's absurd. And uh,
0: she actually got banned from Twitter because of this joke where she changed her name to Nilla Wafers by Nabisco.
1: Oh, that was her. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Explain what happened here.
0: I forget what what the importance of the day was, but Oreo tweeted, just the Oreo brand account tweeted, trans people exist.
1: Which, yes,
0: very true, very good thing to say, but it was, like, part of, like, a marketing campaign, so people were, like, kind of shitting on them, and so Patty changed her name to Nilla Wafers by Nabisco, and then started replying, like, where's your proof, hun? (laughs) Saying like we are pansexual, saying trans women are men. If you are bisexual, we do not want your business, and just kind of like all the like dumb shit, but people say online, but kind of dialed up to a thousand, and it was just so funny. And it's just one of the million things that Patty does. She just seems so cool and so fun, and I I, 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 just hope to one day be be cool enough that she would be my friend.
1: Yeah, she she walks a fine line, at least in her Instagram posts, between earnest, self-promotional stuff and making people laugh. Like, uh, I was looking at, there's this clip of her giving an interview for this year's Sundance Film Festival, which was virtual. She's promoting a new movie called Together Together, and she says she has some shocking allegations to make about the film's director. Just total deadpan, quiver in her voice. Nicole Beckwith would fart and blame it on me on set, and everyone thought it was me. And that was really hard, because I went to HR multiple times. And then they would say, no, we know you're the farter. And it was hell to work on that film. And I'm not supposed to say that because we're in a legal battle. So is that a familiar line for you as someone working in comedy? Could you talk a little bit about how you draw that line between making people laugh and promoting the stuff you're working on?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's always kind of a tough balance. I'm terrible at it. And I think a lot of times... I have to either be like, this is a joke or this is a, a promo just cause some people try like mix them and it works and they're brilliant at it like Patty. But I just like feel like if I'm promoting something, I just like have to be earnest or it, seems like I'm like making fun of the thing I did or the people I'm working with and I just I'm not good at balancing that line but but I'm working on it and and Patty and some other folks have kind of best is really good at that too of like she's got this brilliant book that she wrote and she's just like always has like the funniest promos about it Dana Schwartz is really good at that too so I I I gotta keep learning from them
1: there's something kind of admirable though about what Patty did just burning her Twitter account like she got banned (laughs) permanently for the Nabisco thing I think so. It's a oh it's God. something that
0: some Twitter comedian. I know Jabuki's done it a few times and it's just like it's just like the ultimate joke. It's just like saying like this joke is good enough to like throw away hundreds of thousands of followers <laughs> and like
1: everything I feel. Uh, it's a very brave thing to do. I remember seeing, I think this was like in November, uh, Ira Madison III, uh, who he works at Crooked Media, I think. And he changed, he's verified, or he was verified, and he changed his name and his picture to Beto O'Rourke and said, if Biden wins Texas, I'll release the nudes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he was permanently banned for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's like, I get it from a Twitter perspective, but you also wish you could go to the, you know, Twitter headquarters and be like, come on, like, yeah, I it on, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so on the topic of, you know, we want to be friends with Patty, we are nearing the point where we're going to get out of lockdown. We're going to start seeing friends again. We're going to have to learn how to talk like normal people again so something that I've always wondered maybe you can answer this is what is it like when a group of comedians actually hangs out for real no microphones no cameras none of that like are you all trying to make each other laugh is it just deadpan like total like serious like what is it like (laughs) I mean I would say one I can only speak for
0: myself and two it's kind of just like any other group of humans so I think when when you don't know each other as well, if it's like, you know, a group of comedians hanging out backstage at a show or like meeting people for the first time at dinner, it's very much like everyone's trying to be the funny one. You guys know I'm yeah. funny, right? You guys know I'm cool <laughs> and good. You know, once you're actually close with people, it's there's, you know, it's like anyone else, it's like there's not as much pressure to, you know, make sure they know you're funny or, or whatnot and I think it just comes down to, you know, Sometimes it's a fun situation, and sometimes it's a bummer, and, you know, you act accordingly <laughs> like a human being.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was Patty Harrison, who's on Instagram at Party underscore Harderson. It's Follow Friday! Let's move on to your next follow. I asked you for someone who's super talented but still under the radar, and you said another, another comedian, Ben Marshall, who's on Twitter at not Ben Marshall. So when I opened his profile, I realized that I had definitely seen one of his videos. But why don't you explain who Ben is and what he does?
0: Yeah, well, he's he's becoming very much on the radar now. And I, I mean, he he had I think one this week that went went bonkers with like two hundred thousand likes or something. But he just does the funniest videos, and it's like it's kind of in that genre of the like front facing quick cut character videos that people do but he has someone shooting it and it has this very like kind of like fun dynamic style with a lot of like whip pans and zooms and his characters are just so fucking good like the hit rate on it <laughs> it's like like a hundred percent of them are funny he had this one of like he was like guy guy who got vaccinated but it was clearly a fake vaccine called Dumbureka. There was one. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's the one I saw. What's one of the ones I saw?
0: Yeah, it's so. Or he was one where he was announcing layoffs to his company on Zoom, but he accidentally had his auto tune on.
1: Unfortunately, our
0: company has been hit extremely hard by budget cuts, and we are going to have to be laying off about forty percent of the staff today. And if you're on this call, that I'm sorry, am <laughs> I auto tuned? Are you guys hearing <laughs> that? He does this thing where it's just it's it's someone who's full of joy and optimism, just this huge smile the whole time, even though they're just, like, saying the craziest thing and clearly hiding some eternal sadness. I just think he's brilliant, and it's
1: just, he just has such a high hit rate with these videos. Yeah, the vaccinated one, he's, like, grinning the whole time through and it's all of his roommates are trying to tell him, like, no, you didn't get a real vaccine, and he's just smiling and be like, well, I hope it's fine, you know, they knocked me out for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> hope everything turns out okay. This may be something that is completely different for him than for you, but... Kind of another comedy question, which is that he's doing these videos with, I guess, his roommates, um, who are helping him make them. They're acting in it as well. And you've also done a lot of stuff where you're working, you know, in writers' rooms and on TV shows with, like, big teams. Could you speak a bit to sort of the collaborative side of, of comedy? Like, when you're making stuff for the internet or for TV, how does it work to, to make videos of, of the caliber that, that Ben's doing here? I mean, I
0: feel like there's, there's so many different ways to do it. But at least for me, I just find that things are a million times better when you're collaborating and bouncing off of each other. Like, it's just so much harder to write in a vacuum by yourself and be like, I don't know, I think that's funny. I don't know, as <laughs> opposed to if you're working with friends you're saying something and you're getting in real time if it's funny or not, and you're almost kind of like improvising it together and then just writing down, like finding the pathway and always going in some crazy direction that you wouldn't have found by yourself. And I mean, comedy is just such an inherently collaborative thing, and I think that's what sometimes makes stand-up hard is Mm -hmm. that... Your only chance is to bounce off the audience and, and stuff like that. And sometimes you can talk to friends about it, but it always feels like such an ask. you be like, hey, can you help me out with these? And <laughs> I actually really in college, I had like a sta- we had like a stand up comedy group and we would all workshop each other's jokes like uh, like we were in a writer's room. And it was my favorite thing because it was like we would kind of like all like group write all of our sets. But the premises would come from the different comedians. And it just felt like every it was just making everyone better because you're learning how to pitch on other people's jokes your stuff is getting better it just made the shows like a lot richer and had like good through lines so i really miss something like that and uh i think it's just so essential for comedy stuff to to collaborate and and just have
1: fun with other folks yeah, doing stand-up I feel like must be the hardest form of comedy, especially if you haven't had the opportunity to, to workshop anything because you are just getting real-time feedback on whether or not your personality is funny or not. <laughs> 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 That's the thing with stand-up is like, I feel like with
0: sketch and improv and all that, it's very much like I'm a character and this is my writing. Do you think this? But with stand-up, it's like, do you like me as a human being? Am yeah. I funny as a human? <laughs> so if it goes well, it's like heroin. It's just like, I've never taken heroin, but it's just like it feels great like they're just like you you i accept i accept you as a human you're like oh validation that i never got as a kid this is good and then when it doesn't go well you're like oh they don't like me as a human being i am oh, a no. pure failure <laughs> so it just it has the highest highs and the lowest lows for me
1: yeah uh well anyway ben's videos are amazing uh, my favorite of his was one where it's um pov we're on a date together, and you just went mm-hmm. to the bathroom for a really long time. <laughs> and that, that one, it was, it was just, uh, I, I was cracking up just because of self-recognizance. I have definitely been that guy, at least up to a point yeah. in the video. Not, maybe not all, all <laughs> to the extent that he goes, but... <laughs> yeah, he's great. Anyway, that was Ben Marshall, who's on Twitter, at NotBenMarshall. Coming up, Zach will talk about the other Twitter comedian who inspires him and why he follows the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, even though Zach lives in L.A. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Back in a minute. This episode and every episode of Follow Friday are produced by Bumblecast, which will help you achieve your podcasting goals, too. Whether you're looking to build a bigger following, connect with customers or employees, or just get your story out there, podcasts should be part of your plan. And even if you have no experience with podcasting, Bumblecast can help. You'll get personalized guidance and will learn the tricks that award-winning professionals use to start and grow successful audio shows. Check it out at bumblecast.fm. That's bumblecas dot F-M.
0: It's Father
1: Friday. Welcome back to Follow Friday. Zach Bornstein, I asked you for someone who inspires you, and you said Jess Dweck, who is on Twitter at TheDweck, and Dweck is spelled D-W-E-C-K. She is a TV writer who has worked on shows like The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Big Mouth, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So tell us about her and why she inspires you. Jess is unbelievable, and I feel like she and I have, like...
0: I guess in terms of content and things we're talking about, very similar, kind of like comedy, politics overlap. But whatever whatever joke I have, she has a joke that's better. <laughs> it's like she always has it in like fewer words with funnier details, just like crisper and smarter. And I just like always try. Like when I'm writing my tweets, I'm like, okay, could could this possibly like be like as good as Jess's? No, of course not. But like, could it, <laughs> can I make it with fewer words? It's just like. You see her stuff like so, like she has so many like a hundred thousand plus tweets just because it's like all brilliant and just like in terms of just like pure joke writing of just like as few words with as much meaning is mm-hmm. just I, I she I don't know if she you can beat her it's just so good.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I was looking at her Twitter timeline and uh, so March seventh, the day of the big Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry, she tweeted, "You know you fucked up when you're making everyone side with an actress who married a prince." <laughs> Which that's got to be the, I think that's the best thing I saw coming out of, kind of, out of the Oprah interview. That's so good. <laughs>
0: One of my favorites was hers was when Trump had that photo with him like doing his little jazz hands behind that table of hamburgers. Yeah. And she said, this is the news photo that would make a returning time traveler realize they fucked something up. <laughs> and it's just like, I just think about that one all the time, and it's just so funny. Uh, this other one's great: was if you work at Mar-a-Lago, how do you not show up in Trump's bedroom at 3 a.m. dressed as a ghost in chains? <laughs> like this is from 2017. It's just like she's so good. Oh my and god! And I'm sure that's I tried to do some version of all these jokes, ar- like around the same time, and hers is,
1: is always better. H- have you ever talked to her about the fact that you're kind of both in this si- the space of like you know riffing on the news?
0: Uh, I, we've met a couple times, and she's she's really nice and awesome.
1: I don't. We haven't really talked about Twitter much. You're just passing by each other in the hallway, just under your breath, like you know, hate you, hate you too, you know. <laughs> no, I don't hate her. She's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I do wonder though. Like, you know, it's, it seems like you have a very healthy attitude towards this. I think if I were to be in the space that you you two are, that I would just be like really insanely competitive and jealous, and that's not that would not be a good thing for me. <laughs> oh well, I think what's I mean, there's
0: it's it feels pointless to be jealous of on t- Twitter because it's like there's no like.
1: The do not matter. Limit.
0: <laughs> well, it's maybe that if even if let's say the points do matter, there's no it's not limited. There's no yeah. maximum number of likes. It's not like, you know, like or or like money or like it's a it's a limitless resource. So someone Good else point. getting likes does not impinge on you getting it cuz like I could just go on right now and throw out 10,000 likes and retweets on things and it doesn't affect what anyone else does. So yeah, it's a it's a limitless resource that we all want and can all give out, but
1: still are somehow stingy with, I guess. That's a very good philosophy. So since Jess inspires you, uh, what's an example of something that you've, you've learned from following her or just from from watching her career? Is there anything that comes to mind of something specific that she has you know, taught you how to do or some way she's made you think differently about your what you do? I think she's really
0: good at having a very powerful joke in as few words as possible. Like I was mentioning before, sometimes I have tweets, I'm like, oh, this is a good joke, but it just feels, the term we use in writer's room is sweaty, Sweaty. which is like, yeah, it's like you're saying, you're like trying too hard to get to the joke. It's like, Mm. uh, it's just in so many words and you're like really going out of your way to get to this joke and it just feels sweaty, whereas like. You know, she had, like, a tweet that was, like, those guys with torches when they did the, like, uh, the white supremacist rally. And it was just a quote saying, where is the clitoris? And just them <laughs> chanting like that. And it was just, like, four words. It's just,
1: like, and it tells such a story. Well, that was Jess Dweck, who was on Twitter at The Dweck. And Dweck is D-W-E-C-K.
0: It's final Friday.
1: We have time for one more follow today. Zach, I asked you for someone who's an expert in a very specific niche you love. You said John Fetterman, who's on Twitter at John Fetterman. John is spelled with an H, and there are two Ts in Fetterman. And as far as I can tell, he has never written for any TV shows. So we have a combo breaker here. (laughs) But he is still pretty famous in certain circles. Uh, Talk about who John is and what he does.
0: So John is the current Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, and he has recently announced that he's running for a Senate seat in Pennsylvania. And he's just like, he's so funny, because if you just looked at him, you'd think he was like a bouncer. Like he's like, 6'6 six, six maybe like he's scary I don't know how much he weighs But he just looks gigantic Like he'd be like A lineman Or like the guy Not to be mean to him Because he's like the sweetest guy But like the guy who would like Beat you up in prison or something <laughs> like, Or like a prison guard or something Like he just could like Pick you up by your throat And lift you off the ground in a movie He just kind of has this look And I, I, I can't tell if he plays into it or not I think maybe a tiny bit But he He just has this look But he's like Has such good policies Like he's like very LGBT plus positive and he's like and and supportive and he was like very much about legalizing weed before other people were doing that he's very pro-union very pro-raising the minimum wage just like this great progressive guy but very much his look does not match it and the interesting thing is he's just so funny on Twitter like he's He's got that kind of like AOC or kind of Ted Lou kind of like irreverency mm-hmm. that feels kind of like casual, but he's actually funny. Um, and th- I got to know him a tiny bit just because I had a tweet when um, there was this guy named uh, Harlan Hill, I think his name is, who is this like, uh, yeah, Harlan Hill, he's this like shitty little GOP strategist who was claiming all sorts of fraud and he just looks like He's, like, little and, like, wears, like, bow ties, and he just looks like that, Oh, I like, think I see a picture of this guy, yeah. Yeah, just kind of, like, doughy Nazi youth type. And <laughs> uh, he was saying he was going to, like, round up his boys and, like, go to war in Philly and, and, you know, start beating people up and things like that.
1: Go to war in a different state. Don't don't go to war with John Fetterman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I tweeted that his picture, which is very silly, next to, you know, Fetter- Fetterman looking very... Uh, intimidating and said this is the guy the GOP is sending to war in Philly versus the actual lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania and <laughs> Fetterman reposted that uh, with a gif of like like, you know, live and like live from Philly and it was like a wrestler like choke slamming a little guy. And <laughs> then we just talked a tiny bit and he just seemed like an awesome human being and You know, he says things like, someone was talking about how great it is that the Dow was soaring to record highs, and normally politicians would jump all over this, oh, what a great sign of the economy, but he responded, oh, that's great, but the minimum wage is still real shitty. Yeah. And it just felt like such a normal human thing to say. You know, not being so polished and just kind of like connecting with what his constituents actually want, and I I think that is a a trend that I think is heading in a positive direction on, on Twitter.
1: Is that the the specific niche that you you were thinking of him as an expert in? Is sort of how to do politics well on Twitter? I think so. Yeah, of like
0: yeah. the like how to be how to be a politician but still ah sound like a real normal human being. I was going to say there's a lot of politicians who I really respect and love and do great progressive things, but they just don't sound like humans when they talk. Mm-hmm. They just sound like you hear the consultants shaping their words as they're talking. Like you just hear everything feeling very like you know, they ran it by all sorts of advisors and stuff. And I think when you have these people who can actually give you a peek into what it's actually like to govern the way AOC does, where she does these like live streams about like, you know, her actually what it takes to write a bill and go over a bill and pass it. It's just like, it's such a black box that we have no idea as, you know, just regular folks, how that stuff actually works. So getting that glimpse from someone who feels like a normal human feels like a very good important way to get people more involved and excited about about that stuff
1: yeah it really is like it's such a rare skill and i hope we see more people like them in a lot of different dimensions uh in the future um that was john fetterman who's on twitter at john fetterman and if the whole senate thing doesn't work out for him then maybe zach can get him a job in hollywood we'll see Zach, thank you for sharing your follows with us today. Before we go, let's make sure listeners know how to find you online. Where do you want them to follow you?
0: Uh, I would say just Twitter and Instagram are both Zach Bornstein, just Z-A-C-K-B-O-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. And
1: that's, that's probably about it. Cool. We well, you can find me on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ, and this show on Twitter or Instagram at FollowFridayPod. And please visit com slash followfriday. That's where you can go to leave us a rating or a review. And you should do those things because when you're looking at a new podcast, you're more likely to give it a chance if you see that other people have already checked it out. Fall of Friday's theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodi Hermawan. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday.